Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. I am the host of the Locked On Bruins podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Today is a Bruins game day as our boys in black and gold get set to host the Vancouver Canucks here on Tuesday, February 4th. We'll get into that here in a moment and take a look at the practice lines uh, that are just emerging here this morning as the Bruins take to the ice in advance of tonight's game. We'll also look at some news and notes from around the NHL and take a look at a uh, list of Bruins trade targets as outlined by Joe McDonald of The Athletic. Uh, Some interesting names on there that we know of. Others that uh, maybe some long shots, but... Uh, yeah, that's how we do it around here. Again, uh, you can find the show wherever podcasts are available. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Pocket Casts. If you're able and willing, please leave a review, hopefully on the positive side of things. And um, that'd be greatly appreciated if you uh, tell someone about the Locked On Bruins podcast uh, so we can start gaining some more momentum here down the stretch. I mentioned the Bruins are in action here on Tuesday night against our old friends, the Vancouver Canucks. And as uh, they take to the morning skate, all the Bruins beat writers are putting out the Bruins lines. So who should we go with today? Let's go with uh, our old friend Marissa and Jemmy of the Boston Herald. According to her, these are the lines uh, in practice this morning. Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak. No shit. Second line, we have Jake DeBrusque on the left side with David Krejci and Carson Kuhlman. Third line, Sean Corrali, Charlie Coyle, Anders Bjork. And then on the fourth line, we have Anton Bleed, Parlinholm, Chris Wagner. I think this might be something that we see uh, a bit more moving forward as uh, Sean Corrali hasn't really looked great this season in that fourth line checking role. Uh, you know, previously that line had been big on the forecheck, uh, creating some uh, chances in the offensive zone while being pretty responsible in their own zone. Uh, Corrali, yeah, hasn't really uh, stepped up in that way this year. So perhaps uh, Bruce Cassidy sees an opportunity to make use of his uh, his speed, uh, his his shooting ability on that left side with uh, Corrali and Bjork. This, of course, is in light of uh, Danton Heinen being sidelined with what appears to be uh, some sort of injury uh, suffered over the weekend. So in his absence, and Joachim Nordstrom appears to also be out of the lineup, we have Corrali and Bleed on the left side in the bottom six. On defense, not much has changed here. We have Chara McAvoy, Krug Carlo, and Grizzlick Lozon. They continued to get some looks together on this revamped uh, third defensive pair. Uh, and it looks like Tukarask will indeed get the start. What do we know about the Vancouver Canucks? Well, they're actually first in the Pacific Division at the moment. Record of 30, 18, and 5. 65 points through 53 games. They have a three-point lead on the Edmonton Oilers for tops in the Pacific, albeit with one game more uh, to their credit. Um, I had actually the 
Canucks as a playoff team this year. Um, I did a thing for Daily Hive up here in Canada, uh, just a bit of a season preview. And, you know, I thought they had a good mix of – I thought they had a pretty good mix of uh, veterans, skill players, uh, some young up-and-coming stars, uh, solid goaltending, decent back end. And, uh, yeah, they're proving me right. Uh, our old friend Louis Erickson is in town. He's been obviously a major disappointment for the um, – for the Canucks in an alternate universe, there is a version of the Bruins where they re-sign Erickson and pass on David Backus. Uh, we all know that Backus has been waived. They're waiting to see what his future will hold. Louis Erickson is in year four of a six year, $36 million contract. So far this season, he has five goals and five assists through 34 games. Um, and you know, two years left on his deal, which is, uh, unfortunate for, for the Canucks, but what are you going to do? Not our problem anymore. The Bru- uh, the, sorry, the Canucks also have old friend Tim Schaller in the lineup, uh, Brock Besser as another, uh, potential forward who got away in that 2015 draft for the Bruins as well. Um, so lo- loads of talent there for the Canucks for sure. And um, certainly will not be an easy out for the Bruins tonight on home ice. Obviously, there will be some um, memories of 2011. Very few, if any, players remaining from that squad. Maybe just Alex Edler. Um, But yeah, they're led in scoring by Pedersen, 55 points, 53 games. JT Miller, who they acquired from the Lightning past summer, uh, coughed up a first round pick for it. And it, uh, in fact, he's fitting quite well, averaging a point per game for the Canucks. 20 goals, 33 assists so far. In net, it'll likely be uh, Jacob Markstrom. 20 and 13 and 3 this season with a 917 save percentage. Uh, so they're getting very uh, good goaltending from him. And uh, I'm excited to, yeah, see this game. It's It's always fun to play against the Canucks. It's, um, yeah, like I said, brings back memories of 2011, uh, Luongo just shitting the bed on, uh, TD Garden Ice, Tim Thomas, tire pumping, all that kind of stuff. Uh, great memories from that year. And, um, no matter who's on the ice for these two teams, it always seems to be a spirited affair. And uh, I'm excited to to watch this game. I mentioned the other day on Twitter that uh, I actually quite enjoy watching Canucks games. They're they're a very entertaining team. They got a lot of, like I said, young players, some skill and speed in the lineup, and um, they could prove to be a, a tough out for the Bruins here tonight. Uh, but um, the Bruins have been playing quite well since the break, and uh, I would expect that they'll come out on top. Let's just say that make a bold prediction, say the Bruins are going to beat the uh, Canucks tonight. I know I've been talking about this for some time now, but uh, Joe McDonald of The Athletic dropped an interesting article this morning on Bruins trade targets. Here are the players on the team's radar as the deadline appears. Uh, he quotes Don Sweeney as saying, he wants to see the Bruins reestablish themselves playing as consistent." consistently as possible and remain healthy. 
They've continued conversations around the league like everyone else is doing at this time to see what's available and how they can improve their hockey club. Um, yeah, obviously. Uh, he had, we have prospects who are unlikely to move unless the deal was absolutely appropriate, and that's part of the business. We like to improve and add, but we may not. We have a good hockey club, and we feel good about our players. I would imagine uh, Stadnika would be the one prospect among those who would be pretty much untouchable. He's basically penciled in as an opening night player next year. Um, but uh, there aren't very many prospects that I see as untouchable for this team as they try to look to improve, if it makes sense, obviously. Now, uh, a few specific names, according to those inside and around the organization, and this, again, is according to Joe McDonald. Number one, Chris Kreider. Should be no surprise. His name's come up quite a bit. Uh, McDonald contends the 28-year-old four would be a good fit. Um, Carson Kuhlman is healthy. He could serve as Krejci's right wing. But if the Bruins acquire Kreider, he could play the left and provide that power forward style of game that complements Krejci. Think back to Lucic and Horton on his wings back in 2011. Kreider is an unrestricted free agent. The Bruins would likely have to part with the first-round pick, a current player, and a prospect. Again, that would be similar to the kind of deal uh, the Bruins and Rangers made in relation to Rick Nash a couple years ago. Um, But if you know that's a player like Heinen, um, a lower-end prospect like Oscar Steen, perhaps, in a first-round pick, maybe you make that deal. Uh, I'm not convinced it's it's worth that uh, that price tag at the moment. Uh, the other name, uh, primary target, is Tyler Toffoli. Again, no surprise. Uh, natural right winger would allow Bjork to move back to the left side where he's more comfortable. He's also a unrestricted free agent. Um, his game leveled off a bit, uh, not quite living up to the billing of you know, a high-end first-round pick as he was coming out of the Ottawa 67s. But he could step into that second-line right-wing spot and allow the Bruins to deploy a line of Bjork, Coyle, and Kuhlman. Um, Again, that kind of begs the question as to where Heinen would fit, but perhaps he's the odd man out. Um, As, again, he won't play tonight. Doesn't look like against the um, Canucks, and that's... Uh, some question as to whether he is scratched or truly injured. Uh, maybe we'll get some more clarity on that here after the morning skate. Kyle Palmieri is another primary target. Uh, we've mentioned his name before. He's a natural scorer, plays fast, plays a heavy game. Uh, would look very good in black and gold. Um, he's from Massachusetts, proven player. Could be Second line right winger, no problem for this team. And he is under contract for next season, which um, is an attractive uh, point of sale as well. Um, oh, Yo- the, Sorry, Andre Cash fits into that. We talked about him yesterday where Pierre Lebrun suggested the Bruins could acquire him for prospect Oscar Steen and a 2020 third round pick. If that's the case, I would make that. Uh, trade in a second. Johan Larson of the Buffalo Sabres is mentioned as well. Uh, 
presence on the fourth line could mean a change of scenery for Sean Corrali, who hasn't reached his full potential on a consistent basis this season, according to Joe McDonald. Uh, acquire a bigger body for the fourth line, put Corrali on third line wing because of his strength and skating is the idea. And perhaps that's why uh, Cassidy is making that move for tonight against the Canucks, bumping Corrali up to the fourth line. Uh, on defense, there's that Brendan Dillon talk that's out there. Um, left shot defenseman, the Bruins do need a right hand shot, but size, strength, um, it's kind of the role that Jeremy Lozon is playing right now. And if he continues to play the way he has for the Bruins, then um, we don't really need to make that deal, I don't think. Uh, McDonald kind of swings for the fences and suggests sending Dillon and Joe Thornton to Boston in exchange for Bacchus and Lozon, which would be a very interesting deal. He mentions um, Thornton again near the end of his article. I mean, I would love to see this just from a nostalgia point of view. Um, I've always been rooting for Joe to get a cup with San Jose. Uh, He's remained one of my favorite players despite that trade 15 years ago almost now, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, he doesn't really fit in the Bruins lineup. I don't know where he would fit. Uh, third line center, I guess. Maybe fourth line center. Uh, but um, it would be cool to see him back in the black and gold and to win a cup with uh, the Bruins. Although it doesn't seem likely uh, that that would be a fit. It would probably require Coyle to move to second line right wing, uh, which uh, I haven't been a fan of so far this season. Dustin Bufflin is also a... A long shot, but he's mentioned as well in this article. Uh, It appears as though he and the Jets are working towards mutually terminating their deal, uh, which would make him an unrestricted free agent. He hasn't played this season. Uh, If he wants to play, then every contending GM would probably look to add a player of his stature, especially considering how well Ilya Kovalchuk has worked out for uh, the Canadians. Um, He obviously is a big player, a right-hand shot, if they could sign him to a cheap deal, Alec Kovalchuk is definitely um, worth pursuing. Although, you know, a lot of teams will be in on him. Uh, there's a few in house options the Bruins could look to. Um, Kevin Miller doesn't seem close to returning. Uh, Connor Clifton could be cleared for game action soon. Uh, Sweeney of Miller said Kevin has a long, slow progression in front of him, and we're going to be very cautious. So it doesn't appear as though he'll be back anytime soon. Uh, Brett Ritchie has played well, actually, in Providence, so he could warrant another look for the Bruins, although I don't have an appetite for that. Uh, Jack Stanika could be recalled. He's played very well for um, the Providence Bruins as a rookie. He was named the AHL's most recent player of the week. Um, he has, you know, the kind of game that the Bruins love. The plan is for him to stay in the AHL all season, uh, but um, it's possible that they could promote him, um, put him on the third line, put Coyle back up on the second line with with uh, Krejci and DeBrusque, um, but that might be a long shot. Speaking of that Corrali move to the third line, perhaps they recall Trent Frederick. Uh, playing a very physical role for the Providence Bruins. He'll get another look with the Bruins at some point. Put him, Maybe put him at center, third line, 
uh, sorry, fourth line and bump Corrali up again to the third line. So a lot of options for the Bruins, both internally and externally. Um, it remains to be seen what they will do. If they can pull off a couple minor deals, such as uh, for Toffoli and Kashe, I would be very much on board with that. Uh, if you don't have to give up a first-round pick um, and not one of their top prospects, obviously you can you should do that. And if that's on the table, uh, I would hope that, that Sweeney would look at that sooner than later. Um, if you have any thoughts on this, let me know. And uh, who do you think the Bruins should target? Who do you think could be the best internal solution? Uh, hit me up with your thoughts at LO underscore Boston Bruins or at Ian C. McLaren. As we do every day, let's finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. There was a massive game in Toronto on Monday night uh, where the Leafs blew a 3-1 lead and uh, fell to the Florida Panthers. They were not only leapfrogged in the standings and pushed out of a playoff spot, but they also lost uh, goaltender Frederick Anderson, who suffered an injury following a first-period collision with uh, Panthers winger and former Bruin Frank Vetrano. Um, he did stay in the game initially, uh, but was pulled and uh, did not come back. The Leafs actually recalled Casimir Kasakuo this morning, so they'll, uh, for the time being, rely on him and Michael Hutchison in net until uh, Anderson is cleared to return. It could also push General Manager Kyle Dubas to acquire a goalie. They've been in, uh, reported to be interested in Alexander Georgia from the Rangers, uh, so that could change Toronto's plans heading into the trade deadline if that is a uh, serious injury. Speaking of the Leafs, Kasperi Kapanen was benched over the weekend due to missing practice on Friday after oversleeping. Um, so perhaps there is a chance he could be uh, dangled in trade talks uh, if he's not quite buying into what Sheldon Keefe is uh, selling as a head coach or, or just, you know, not... Uh, proving to be uh, as mature of a presence as they need uh, down there for the Leafs. Also big news, local police have cleared Flyers mascot Gritty in the alleged assault of a 13-year-old fan back in November. Freedom for Gritty. Uh, You always love to see Gritty out there, able to do his thing, and uh, all power to Gritty. Good job. Uh, speaking of the Leafs as well, Luke Fox of Sportsnet mentioned some other goalies they might target. He mentions Jack Campbell, Casey DeSmith from Pittsburgh, uh, Aaron Dell, Corey Crawford or Robin Leonard in Chicago, uh, Craig Anderson, Ryan Miller as trade options for the Leafs. Um, yeah, so we'll see what they do. Um, another Bruins note, TVR Sports sites. Oh, Gosh, Jimmy Murphy reporting sources claiming the Bruins and Montreal Canadiens are among a list of teams interested in Columbus winger Josh Anderson. Uh, he uh, says Blue Jackets GM Jarmo Kekalainen is said to be willing to entertain offers for the six foot three, two hundred and twenty two pound Anderson. He's in the final deal, final year of a three year deal worth one point eight five million, so very affordable cap wise. Restricted free agent with arbitration rights this summer. Um, I believe he had 20-something goals last year. I 
think I talked about him on a previous podcast. I think he would be an attractive um, target for the Bruins, although the Blue Jackets are still in playoff uh, contention in a playoff spot, so I don't think there's much uh, pressure for Kekalainen to get um, assets for uh, his pending free agents. Um, so yeah, I don't know if uh, that's likely to happen, but I do think that Anderson would be a good target for the Bruins uh, among the ones that we mentioned earlier. Just some wrap-up notes from... Um, Bruins practice this morning. Joaquin Nordstrom will miss the Bruins next two games, but could be back uh, over the weekend uh, due to uh, a condition related to an allergy issue that he's been dealing with. Looks like Rask will indeed get the start tonight against Vancouver, and Halak will go uh, tomorrow night against Chicago. Uh, So just to wrap up those notes from practice, uh, Heinen did skate, rotating in with Corrali. Uh, prior to, pre- uh, sorry, in the morning skate. So we'll see it, which of those two goes tonight. But it looks like Corrali will get the start alongside Coyle and Bjork on the third line. Uh, just to update where our boy David Pasternak stands in terms of the goals race. Austin Matthews scored for the Leafs on Monday, putting him at 37 goals, tied for Alec. Tied with Alexander Ovechkin for second uh, at 37, one back of David Pasternak, who has 38, heading into tonight's game against the uh, the Canucks. So 38 goals for Pasternak, 37 for Ovechkin and Matthews. Jack Eichel with 31, Nathan McKinnon at 30, the only two who are uh, at 30 or above at this point in the season. So hopefully, um, yeah. Um, Pastor Rack can keep it going here against the, uh, the Canucks and boost his bid for 50 plus goals this season. And just to confirm, Sean Corrales will slot back in on the third line. Uh, Danton Heine will be the odd forward out tonight, apparently as a scratch, not, uh, dealing with anything injury related, according to Bruce Cassidy. So that's it for today's, um, locked on Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Thanks so much for taking some time to listen. I always appreciate each and every download, each and every listen of the podcast. If you have any feedback, feel free to email me at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. You can also find me at ENC McLaren on Twitter and the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Um, you can find me on there tonight during the game, dropping some commentary and dad jokes as the Bruins look to beat the Canucks. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for today. Thanks so much again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the game against the Canucks. Look forward to Wednesday night's game against the uh, Blackhawks. Hope you all have a great Tuesday. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace.